0: Okay, what do you say to parents and teachers who are still worried about having some of the kids come back into class?
1: Look, I think we are in quite a different state with uh, COVID now. It's Omicron and we know that it causes less severe disease, but the real problem with Omicron is it's very transmissible. So when we think about it at a whole of state or population level, it means that we would be seeing many, many cases very, very quickly. And what our state did was put some restrictions in place to reduce that population impact. So we've now got decreasing, we've got the decay of the curve, so we've got much fewer cases now as schools starting to go back, and of course we've got the staggered start to the school year, so it's not every child going all at the same time. So that in itself makes it safer for children, and for teachers of course. Now there are so many other things that we can do to reduce risk and our community knows all of these things because we've been doing it for quite a while now and that includes wearing masks, it means um, looking out really closely for symptoms, you know, sore throat, runny nose, not having your child go to school if they've got that or in fact if anybody in the family have those symptoms, have the whole family PCR tested. So all of those things and of course lots of the things the education department have been doing and are planning to do um, will help reduce that risk to children and families and really to our whole
0: population. Uh, Professor Spurrier, you mentioned masks and it is recommended that Grace 3 and up need it and high schoolers from Year 7 have to have it indoors. I've seen plenty of little pretty cloth masks getting ready, but are they really the ones that we should be wearing against Omicron? Look, we've actually just been looking at this at AHPPC,
1: at our national um, guidance on this and uh, because a lot of people think, oh my goodness I need an N95 now. It's really for community where the surgical mask or the cloth mask is fine and as long as the cloth mask are the three layers and of course for young children you really do need to have cloth masks because they're a bit smaller and they need to fit their face. The most important thing is actually that it's fitting well, um, whether it's a cloth or whether it's a surgical mask. So a large a loose uh, surgical mask on a young child is not going to be as effective as a nicely fitted cloth mask
0: as the kids go back into the classroom uh omicron numbers will go up by how much do you think you would have done the modeling
1: yeah look i haven't got the numbers right at the tip of my fingertips but certainly we are not expecting to have a large spike like a second wave take off because we're now in the decay Uh, We will expect a longer tail, though, and a plateauing of the case numbers. From the point of view of hospitalisations, which of course is what we're trying to reduce is having everybody sick all at once, uh, we will be expecting a few more paediatric cases and that's what the modelling shows. But overall, um, we don't expect to have increases like the curve going back up again. It's more as a plateau over a longer period of time.
0: So then are you ruling out that there won't be any more restrictions coming in, say at restaurants and other areas of our life because there won't be such a big spike?
1: Look, this is all modelling, of course, and what the modelling is, uh, relies on is people's behaviour. So, as a community, if we continue to have those protective behaviours, getting tested if we're sick, you know, the hand hygiene, uh, wearing masks and such like, we shouldn't expect to have to put any other widespread public health restrictions in place.
0: The Ali Clark Breakfast Show on Mix 102.3.